Hey y'all, welcome back to the Tribe Podcast. Today we are continuing our series on the attributes of tribe members. And this is my own personal list of characteristics that I look for when I choose who to do life with. I believe these four traits are crucial for having a healthy tribe. So welcome to week two. If you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, you're going to want to go back and listen. I sat down with Ken Murphy, the senior pastor at our church and good family friend of ours, and we talked all about trust and the role that it plays in our tribe. Our topic for today is consistency. I love this word so much. In my years of growing up as a runner and coaching middle school athletes, I have learned a lot about consistency and the process of building upon the progress that's already been made. But before I get too far into it, let's define it. The definition of consistency is steadfast adherence to the same principles or course. When we talk about consistency, what we're really talking about is patterns or routines. It could be patterns of behavior or daily routines and regimens that we engage in. But at the very core of it, consistency is making the choice to continue putting one foot in front of the other. It's choosing to live our lives and make choices in a way that keeps us on the same path and heading in the same direction. Being the mom of three boys, our summer was anything but consistent. It was full of weekends at the lake house and last minute excursions. Honestly, there was just a lack of structure. It was swimming in the backyard, saying yes to things we normally say no to, and inviting our tribe to go along for the ride. The lack of consistency worked for that season because we have more freedom and flexibility, but when school started back up, we had to be consistent in our routines again. There's a certain time to leave the house on school mornings and specific items that need to be packed in the kids' backpacks each day. We had to find our new routine, and honestly, being not even a month in, we are still figuring out our new norm. What I'm learning is that when we are consistent in our own lives and we have a mindset of adhering to the same principles or staying on the same path, then and only then are we able to be a consistent tribe member and friend. What I'm saying is until we make the conscious choice to be consistent in our own journey and we settle in our hearts and our mind who we believe we are, we are not able to be all that God has called us to be in our friendships. We simply cannot be a consistent friend if our life is anything but consistent. And I don't mean perfect, so don't let that be your takeaway. I mean consistently striving to stay on the same path. I'm going to give you four ways that I've seen consistency play out in my own life, and maybe you can relate to certain aspects of what I share, but before I do, I want to share the verse that this whole consistency mindset is rooted in for me. You can find it in Hebrews 13 verse 8, and it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Y'all, the Lord is consistent. This is the foundation of all aspects of consistency in our own lives. It's the reminder that he never changes. No matter how much the world or our circumstances change, he does not. He cannot be shaken. There are no surprises for God. He is steadfast. What a thing to remember as we continue in this conversation about consistency. God was and is consistent. Okay, number one. 
Two years ago, I started seeing my Christian counselor, Barb. Barb has become so much more than a counselor. She is a mentor and a trusted advisor. She has a seat on my personal board of directors. She speaks hard truths to me because she has earned that privilege. She consistently goes back to the Lord in her own life and in her calling as a counselor. And this consistency is contagious because she's taught me how to strive for being the best version of myself the version that God longs for me to be. No longer am I conforming to the things of this world. I have my eyes set on Jesus and I am consistent in my walk. But that started with her making the choice to be consistent. There was a ripple effect. By the way, stay tuned for a future episode with a sweet friend of mine on the power of the ripple effect and how it continues to impact our tribe. In my growth with the Lord, it's the daily choice to spend time with and to seek to know him better. It's these seemingly small, consistent choices compounded over time that have brought me closer to Jesus. And what I'm realizing is that my discipline and consistency have had a direct effect on being more like the woman that God has called me to be. Being consistent in our faith will give us the reservoir to pull from when we're in the valleys and when we find ourselves in circumstances or environments where there's a little turbulence. Number two, if you are a parent, there is a certain amount of consistency that has to happen with our children. It's in the way that we talk to them and care for them. It's in our discipline and our foundation where we're teaching our kids that there are consequences for your choices. It's letting our yes be yes and our no be no. It's consistently reminding our kids that God created them because he has a great plan for their lives. It's the reminder that our foundation is built on Jesus and the sacrifice that he made on our behalf. It's funny because my kids were with me while I was preparing for this episode and we laughed about consistency because they would say that I am consistently weird. And that's the word that continues to come up at our house, although uncool is a close second, but we mostly hear that from our teenager. And the word weird has it beat. It's funny because I told my kids that I might be weird, but I'm consistently weird. So that feels like a win. It's consistency in our parenting. Number three, food is a big one where I found it challenging to be consistent. For my loyal listeners, you know about the struggles that I've had with food and body image. It has taken me many years into my adult life to figure out what kind of foods make me feel good and fuel my body. I've had to break the cycle of eating for comfort. At 25, I found out that I had food allergies so severe that I needed an EpiPen. At 30, my body reminded me that gluten was not a good fit. In the last year, I've realized that I'm lactose intolerant. Y'all, our bodies are amazing because they are constantly changing, which is why we have to do our part to listen when they're upset. And just a little side note here, the most devastating of these realizations was being allergic to soy because my stepdad, Seth, makes the most delicious Filipino dishes that I can no longer enjoy. But anyways, I am consistent in feeding my body in a way that not only fuels me to take care of the people that I love, but also in a way that honors God and what he's entrusted to me. And one more little note in this category, because I know that there's someone that needs to hear this. Food in and of itself isn't good or bad. It's neutral. But how we view 
food and our body can be either a positive or a negative experience. So again, it's being reminded that what God says about our bodies holds way more truth than what the world says. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are the apple of his eye and that he knit you together in your mother's womb. For all the moms out there, don't let social media make you feel like you have to look a certain way to be happy or to be a good mom. These are lies that need to be replaced with the truth of God. According to God, you are highly blessed and favored. Number four. Okay, here's a big one. Being consistent in who we allow to speak into our lives. Y'all, it is being selective about the people that we give this opportunity to. Don't miss this. The lies and the noise of the world are everywhere. So we have to be careful of who we tune into and what we expose ourselves to. We have to guard our hearts and be intentional with who we allow into our tribe. It's being consistent and clear in our boundaries not only setting them, but following through with them. If we find that we are too emotionally invested in certain friendships or social media or politics, it might be time to take a break. I'll tell you this, every little break that I've taken from the things that this world tries to suck me into has been an opportunity for God to show me even better things that he's put before me. I've seen this play out in my friendships, in my breaks from social media, and in simple things like what I expose myself to on the television. To be honest, a lot of these unhealthy areas of my life are ones that I have never returned to because God has made it abundantly clear that he wants my eyes and focus to be elsewhere. We have a choice. It's being consistent with our decisions and not getting sucked back into the unhealthy behaviors or relationships. At the end of the day, we have very little control. God gave us free will, so we have the opportunity to be consistent in our lives in little ways. But what I continue to come back to in my own life is the mentality that I have to consistently let go of control. I am only responsible for carrying what God has entrusted to me, and then I have to let go and trust that the God of the universe is able to carry everything else. The same is true for you. As we continue into this next week, my question is, what areas of your own life do you need to be more consistent? Write it on a post-it note and stick it somewhere where you'll see it. If you're like me, this might be on your coffee pot or at your desk, somewhere you visit multiple times a day. Maybe it's a reminder in your phone. Pray a prayer asking God to intervene on your behalf and to go before you as you continue giving up control and to begin to implement consistency in this specific area of your life. I'm working this process with y'all and you are not alone. Let's make heaven crowded. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.